Hello, I'm Dr. Kim, your host, sharing the bonafide doggone truth. Come along and dig good vibrations with me through the divine goodness of God. We're going to explore wellness through worship of King Jesus, learning through what dogs teach us, implementing clean living, so we can all, human and animal, be well, be whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 32, New King James. we are going to get into another topic today. You know, my dog Ezra is the reason why I even began looking deeper into frequencies and vibrations. It's kind of myopic in focusing in on just essential oils as tuning forks. I'm going to find out some things from scripture today that's going to open our eyes and our ears to what God has really shown us all along if we were paying attention I really like that he draws us to these things. And, you know, you might have read a lot of scriptures over time and repeatedly. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years and I'm still learning and he'll draw your attention to something. Well, this is one of those times and I think it's quite interesting. The title of this one is The Sound of Roar. A substance with a higher frequency, okay, as I had said before, such as essential oils, can raise or lower a frequency due to the principle of entrainment. The tendency for two oscillating or vibrating bodies to lock into phase, that's what that principle of entrainment is, so that they vibrate in harmony is called entrainment. The principle is key to understanding the effect that essential oils can have on the electromagnetic frequency of the body and organs and balancing the immune system. Clinical research shows that essential oils have the highest electrical energetic frequency of any natural substance known to man and when used in conjunction with the laws of health and nature, they have the ability to create an environment in which dis-ease cannot thrive. That said, Like I started with, there is something much higher than essential oils to raise our frequencies. And that's what I'm going to share today. It isn't something you purchase either, but rather it was purchased for you at the highest price. Isn't that interesting? Jesus, what he did on the cross. We're going to talk about his sound today. This time as the lion of Judah, there is the sound of roar. So we're going to talk about that. I've shared this story privately with some friends and in a private little tiny small group I have, but I really just wanted to go into this a little more today. We're going to talk about David and the mulberry trees. We're going to talk about Gideon and his 300 men. We're going to talk about the walls of Jericho. All were the sound of roar. So we're going to dive into that a little bit today. Not long because, you know, these are short episodes and the sound of roar is a battle cry that cannot be defeated it defeats anything that is contrary to heaven and all that is the kingdom of God we have entered the kingdom era having left the church era so now what it's now time for God's children to roar we've been muzzled and silenced especially in the last couple years for too long As I was researching sound and roar in scripture, there were so, and I mean so many verses 
There's no way I could begin to cover all of those. However, <laughs> I will be using as many as God leads me to over time. So what does this have to do with wellness or dogs or any of it? God's sound is what created the earth. And the earth is still vibrating with his sound, his song, his music. I'm going to even be talking about that on an upcoming one. And you've heard me talk about it with Nature's Symphony, but he showed me something this morning with coyotes. I was interesting. The enemy makes a whole lot of noise trying to blot out the sound, God's sound, or to create alternative sounds that actually cause dissonance in our bodies, in our minds, in our spirits. And it's time for us to now reverse those sounds for the harmony and symphony and the sound of God's roar in this earth. So I'll be sharing some audios that I had removed before to use in courses, but I'm bringing those back here and they're all focused in on the music, sound, frequencies. So anyone can listen in here and learn for the sound of wellness, the sound of healing, to be well. In fact, I'm even considering breaking down Michael Tyrrell's book. He is the founder and creator of Whole Tones Music, which you know I love. And I hope you do too, if you've been looking into that. From his book, The Sound of Healing, now it's not like, I mean, you can go get the book and read it for yourself, but I want to kind of extrapolate the principles from it. You can get his book as the guide to go deeper. Michael totally knows and understands this roar fair. Yeah, roar fair. So I'm going to suggest a couple of songs and books as we go along over the coming weeks. And his book was the first one I'm going to suggest, The Sound of Healing. And not when the holidays are over, I'm going to dive into this now, but throughout the next couple of months as we ferociously focus on God and on what he is saying, this is roarfare. His roar is the sound of healing, of wholeness, of wellness, of life and life more abundantly. So we're going to start with David in the mulberry trees. So we're going to head on over to First Chronicles 14. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. I'm going to kind of spell it out and you can dig in. Check out using different translations. I'm going to be using for this episode the New King James Version, but look at the New Living Translation or the Passion Translation or the HCSB Translation. Look at other ones to kind of go into a deeper meaning and also use your concordance. So let's start with this one where David was now, obviously he's, King David at this point and it says here in um, verse 2 that David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel for his kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of his people Israel then the Philistines when they had heard that he had been anointed king they went up to search for him and there was wars battles going on and so David kept defeating them but always it, he would say he would he would inquire of God saying shall I go up against the Philistines Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord told him to go up and he would deliver him. So he wouldn't, he would do exactly as God said and he would go do it. Once again, after he had burned all their manufactured gods, we have a lot of those today, the Philistines came out him again and, and made a raid on the valley where he was. So David inquired again of God and God said to him, you shall not go up after them. Circle around them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded him, and they drove back the army of the Philistines. Check this out. Have you ever heard any sound of marching in the tops of mulberry trees before? 
I sure haven't. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I have it. Why would God tell him that? There was a sound that confused the enemy. It was the sound of God. And you're going to hear about this a little bit more with Gideon. We're going to go now on to Gideon and his 300 men. And if you haven't heard of Gideon, whenever you've heard somebody say, toss out a fleece to see if this is what we should do or not do, that's where it came from. It came from the book of uh, Judges. And this is in Judges 6 and 7. Again, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. Because the children of Israel at that time had done evil in the sight of God. That's what it says in verse 1 in Judges one, uh, Judges 6. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of Midian for several years. So they would do the planting of their crops and do all this stuff. And the Midianites would come and raid them and destroy everything. Like take them, raid and every time. So Gideon was in a wine press. And this was after the Israelites finally cried out to God and said, have mercy on us, that the Lord would send a prophet to them. They hadn't had a prophet in a while. And he said, I am the Lord, your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. He's talking about his voice. So Gideon here, let me just read this. It's verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah which belonged to Joas the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. I'm going to pause here for a minute and say he was hiding in fear, threshing wheat in a winepress, doing the, the right thing in the wrong place. And the angel of the Lord, in verse 12, appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon was like, well, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? And he was going on and on and on, kind of whining. The Lord had called him a mighty man of valor, a mighty man of valor. He was anything but valorous at that time. But God was prophesying over him so he would step into his destiny and his calling. That's what he's doing with us now. Do you think all of this stuff in the earth has gone unnoticed by him? You know, I mean, I see people believe in all kinds of crazy things. They'll believe in anything but this. This was prophesied about in scripture, by the way. Yeah. And we just don't want to believe it because it's happening to us. You know, we just want to think those were, you know, stories, stories to tell us all these things. Well, they were far more than stories. They're actuality. And the funny thing is science is now starting to think they can, they are proving the Bible when in reality, the Bible has only proved science in these cases. The science that we're using right now has become a religion. That's a topic for another another podcast, and I will be sharing some of those from my past as I elaborate on some of those and um, bring those to the forefront. God is calling us to speak the truth over all the lies that are in this earth right now. So this is why I'm sharing this. Shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So then Gideon starts putting out some fleeces, and God proved them out for him every time. He didn't have to, but he did to encourage Gideon to step into what God had called him to be and do. And he says, peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. That's in verse 23. Now, when God says peace, he means his shalom. His shalom is nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness, soundness, all of it in us. His shalom. 
that's something that Jesus also said when he came in Pentecost too, right before Pentecost, before Holy Spirit was released upon them when they were afraid, hiding away after his crucifixion. So anyway, that is also another topic. And when the father, if the father assigns me to teach that, I'm not a, I'm not a pastor or anything. I'm an animal nature path, as you guys know, but this is my heart and soul and has been since a child finally coming to be used in this way at this time. So he was told to go out, Gideon was told to go and do a bunch of things as you can read. So after all the fleeces, and there's a few times you're going to read in that chapter six that Gideon blew a trumpet. There's always trumpets. There's always a sound. So going into Judges 7 is where we get into the 300. The Lord told him that there's too many people with you right now. So we want to thin this down because he says there are too many with you for me to give the Midianites into their hands lest Israel claim glory for itself against me saying their own hands saved them now God wanted to be their savior he always has wanted to be because he's the only one who truly can be our savior all the other things that we try to do for ourselves all the movies try to depict that we're our own savior not true we have the best one ever (laughs) and that's who I decide that I decided 30 years ago that I wanted to follow and know and Ben you know, slow pace for me, but we're all getting caught up to speed right now. So then he said to them, whoever's fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned. They bailed and 10,000 remained. Then the Lord said, Bob, that's still too many people. See, because this glory brings so much to us, not just his visiting glory. We're anticipating the inhabiting glory. So long story on that one. You guys can dig in and do your homework. So he said, I'll tell you what, have these guys go down to the water and those who drink, you know, leaning with their face into the water and drinking and those who lean and lap, put it into their hand and lap. He goes, separate those. And then he said, so everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. And likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth. See, they were alert. They were looking around. They weren't just drinking, you know, without watching their backs. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. And then the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. So then he did. And then he told Gideon, well, okay, if you're still afraid, you know, he first, he says, arise and go down against the camp where I've delivered it into your hand. But if you're afraid, go down to the camp with your servant and you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. So then he went down with his servant Purah to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. This is really weird, you guys, this part. He says, now the Midianites and Amalekites and all the people of the east were lying in the valley as numerous as the locusts and their camels there were without number as the sand by the seashore. That's how many of them there were. Yeah. So Gideon had come upon a man who was telling a dream to his companion. He said, I have had a dream to my surprise a loaf of barley tumbled into the camp of Midian it came to a tent and it struck so that it fell and overturned and the tent collapsed and then his companion answered and said this is nothing else but the sword of Gideon the son of Joash a man of Israel into his hand God has delivered Midian in the whole camp I don't know how he got that from that dream that was God again and so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its its interpretation that he worshiped what did he do He stopped and worshiped God. He put the sound of worship into the atmosphere to God Almighty. Then he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. Then he divided the 300 men into three companies. He put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers so to hide them. So they snuck around, 
300 men surrounded that big, big army with three little small camps. So what did they do? And Gideon said to them to do this. Look at me and do likewise. Watch. And when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpets on every side of the whole camp and say, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch, and they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers. They held their torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing, and they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. All of the Midianites freaked out. (laughs) They totally freaked out ran started killing each other ran away and they were overcome by 300 men the thousands there were overcome with only 300 of Gideon's men by the sound the sound scared them they thought they were surrounded on all sides God's sound through them their obedience scared everyone because he he desires our obedience over our sacrifice they were obedient it didn't make any sense but they did it anyway that's what I'm saying and the last one the walls of Jericho and the walls come tumbling down. <laughs> you got to sing that song, go look it up. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing it. Well, I would because that doesn't bother me a whole lot because I sing all the time. Worshiping God and singing praises to him. It's the best thing ever, especially if you're feeling afraid or frustrated or anxious. Watch what happens when you sing. I'm going to share a video with you guys about what happens when we worship and what changes in you and what happens with your mind. When you're doing that, we're going to Joshua 6. Remember, Joshua took over from Moses when Moses was laid to rest by the Lord. Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. They had come in to take the promised land. This is what they were doing. And Jericho was secure with their thick, thick walls and their, their provision inside. So they weren't really afraid. But the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. What? There it is again. The mighty men of valor interesting this is a whole other time before the judges and all that before Gideon and he says you shall march around the city all you men of war all you men of roar (laughs) and you shall go all around the city once this you shall do for, for six days and seven priests remember seven is the number of completion shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets and it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall flat down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Guess what? That's exactly what they did. And that's exactly what happened. And it's been proven <laughs> through science that they're marching around the city. There's vibrations. There's frequencies that are loosening everything. They were marching in perfect cadence. And then the sound of the trumpets and boom, it came down. They didn't fall over flat. They came down. And you think about that for a minute. These are three, only three instances. Sound has been used in scripture for so many things, for healing, for wholeness, for victory, for warfare, or like I call, like to call it now, roarfare, when we're ferociously focused on God and have ferocious faith, we're going to see these kind of things in these coming days. You didn't think it was over yet, did you? <laughs> 
Anyway, think of this how you may. I'm going to share a couple of songs with you. One is a prophetic word from this Christian Nate that do the prophetic words. And it's titled, It's Time to Release Your Sound. And then a song by Jervis Campbell called Glory. And I'm going to share with you another one on what worship does by this woman who's been doing this for decades. And she has been singing. She has turned the entire book of Psalms into songs to sing. And that's what she does every day. And what amazing things have happened in her life. So think about that. Now, the frequency of a note, what pitch is, I'm just going to add this in because it's from my class. Pitch is the frequency of a note determining how high or low it sounds. We're going to be rising up higher. If you're not a brother or sister in Christ, I invite you to come to know him. Ask him into your heart. Ask him into your life. Turn, repent from what your past. Let him take that and turn to him. You're going to see the sound of the roar in your own life too. And I know he's calling you if you don't know him. You're listening to this for a reason. And if you are a brother or sister in Christ, let's join together in our ferocious focus on God and let's sound the roar. Let's sound roarfare, the sound of roar. Okay, it's different. It is so different. It's life bringing, it's wholeness, and it knocks the enemy off. His, it, it obliterates him, kind of like the way an atom bomb will. Okay. That's God's glory. And that's God, who God is. He's taken out the enemy, the enemy that's using people to do so much evil in this world. So thank you guys for listening. And remember, be well. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. And remember, when you know the truth, Jesus, then the truth will make you free. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. 3 John 1, 2. The Doggone Truth Podcast is a production of Aspen Bloom. All rights reserved and may not be resold or utilized in any way without express written permission by Aspen Bloom and Dr. Kim Bloomer. The information I share represents what I, an animal naturopath, have chosen to do to take charge of my own personal health and that of my family and pets. Information learned here is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure, but rather to encourage and empower you to make your own health care and dietary decisions and those of your pets based upon your own research in partnership with your health care providers when needed, but especially to depend on Jehovah Rapha, the healer. Side note, I often mention products that I use, some as an affiliate or brand partner, such as Young Living Essential Oils, Whole Tones Music, etc. I'll always tell you when I do represent those companies. Otherwise, they're simply things I've chosen to use for my own family and have benefited from, so I share those with you. Last, but certainly not least, I encourage you to dig in and make your own informed decisions through your own personal responsibility, research, application, and due diligence. Thank you. 